Engage is a call to action, a challenge to make a difference, an imperative to serve, a directive to be the church, advancing the kingdom, and transforming our city. And now, the host of Engage, Gene Hildebrand. Hi, this is Gene Hildebrand, the host of the program today, and uh, I'd like to welcome you and thank you so much for uh, taking the opportunity and tuning in and listening to uh, to our program today. As uh, you know, we understand that you're making a an investment of your time, and uh, we want to make sure that you receive a significant return on investment by by uh, bringing to you some some interesting and intriguing and even awe-inspiring individuals uh, representing ministries and churches in the San Antonio community. And today, I have as my guest here in the studio, Mike Daniel of Zoe Code Ministries. Thank you so much for being here, Mike. My pleasure, Gene. Thank you so much for having me. <clears throat> Man, we've uh, we've kind of bumped into each other here and Correct. there over over the last uh, number of years. And, and every time, I have to say, Mike, every time that uh, we've connected, at one place or another in our journeys, uh, it's been a significant connection and significant impact that, that you had on my life. And oh, I just really you. appreciate you so very much for the gift that you have for teaching and bringing the truth of God's Word to His people. Oh, I appreciate that so much. I, I, first, I remember us bumping into each other. I was preaching for a church in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and you were there. I think it was yeah. a, sort of an alternative service that they were mm-hmm. doing, not, not mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, and we had a conversation. We may have bumped into each other before then, yeah. but I, I think that was uh, when I remember us first meeting, and yeah, it's been... Uh, Gosh, uh, 10 years or so. Yeah, peppered every year or so. We've run into each other somewhere. And God's been uh, doing some amazing things in your life uh, from there to here. Yeah. Uh, been a been a significant journey that you've been on and a lot of different uh, things that have taken place. Uh, tell us what uh, you're doing now as far as uh, Zoe Code is concerned. Sure. Well, Zoe Code is... Uh, kind of a strange name. A lot of people ask yeah. what that is. Well, Zoe is the Greek word in Scripture for God's life. Yes. And so the very life that God breathed into Adam uh, that was lost at the fall, that the law couldn't restore, right? There's no righteousness that comes from us trying to accomplish the law on our own. Uh, Christ then restored purchased for us, breathed on the disciples in the upper room. It says he gathered them around and breathed on them. So just think about that. God breathed Mm. into Adam, and that life was lost at the fall. It says that when God breathed into Adam, he became a living being. So God's breath defined him Mm. as a living being. And then Jesus, after his resurrection— surrounds himself with the disciples and says uh, that he told them to receive the Holy Spirit. And that word spirit is pneuma or breath. And it says he breathed on them. So that life is restored in the indwelling life of the Spirit. And we live that out, not by our effort, but by grace in his identity and his indwelling life in us. And so... There's a thread throughout Scripture of that Zoe life that is a life and righteousness and sufficiency by grace from God. There's a verse in Colossians 3 that says, uh, For you died. And it's talking about the old man in the flesh, as old as I am. It's actually just talking about the previous me. The old man, you died, and your life, Zoe, 
is now hidden mm-hmm. in Christ. Code, right? Mm-hmm. Zoe code. Your life is now hidden in Christ mm. with the Father. So Zoe code is all about discipling and equipping disciple makers in this truth of Christ is our life by grace. We're trying to uncover or decode the very life of God in those who believe. Wow, it's such a powerful message and such a powerful gospel. Mm, that's Amen. right. It's just the it gospel. It is the that's gospel. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've heard in the past, you know, uh, ministers, uh, defining the word Zoe as the God kind of life. Sure. But what you're saying is is a little different than that. It's not just the God kind of life. It is God's life. Sure, yeah. It is the very life of God, right. not something just as an imitation of God's life right. or, or a reflection right. of God's life, but it is the life yeah. itself. Yeah, that's tricky, isn't it? What did Adam get deceived, or he really wasn't deceived, what did Eve get deceived into doing and then Adam followed Eve out of a fear of loss of her? They actually were told that they could be like God. Yeah. Now, does God know good and evil? Of course he does. Mm-hmm. And so is eating of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil and knowing that they were naked. Did God know they were naked? Mm-hmm. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Did he know good and evil? Of course he did. Mm-hmm. So what is Satan actually tempting them with when he says, in the day you eat of it, you won't die, which is a lie, uh, but you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Well, that's true. That is like God. He does know good and evil, and it did give them that information. The problem is they wanted to be like God apart from God's work. They wanted to be the source of their own godliness. Mm -hmm. And godliness without God is the very root of pride and sin and flesh in humanity. So when uh, we talk about godliness, you know, there's the imitation, what we try to do to be godly, which doesn't work. That's mm-hmm. why the law condemns, mm-hmm. or what God does by grace through us. You know, in Ephesians, it says over and over and over, to the praise of the glory of his grace. And the reason is what I do speaks of me, but what God does in and through me is I let him by faith. What he does by grace speaks of him. It's his grace in us that will bring him glory. So we don't get to pretend to be like God or try to be yeah. like God or try to produce godliness. Right. We get to let God be God in and through yeah. us by grace. So one of the things that I heard, and correct me if I, if I mis- misunderstand, but but I think I heard you saying in all of that, that that it's possible for us to be like God and still be separate from him. Yeah, well, I think it's possible for us to try to be like God, uh-huh. right? It doesn't make me more godly okay, yeah, to yeah, try right. to be like God. Right. You know, if I see that an apple doesn't move on its own and I sit really still for a long time, then my, me and the apple may have something in common, but it doesn't make me an apple. Yeah. God knows good and evil. Me exercising as good as I can and avoiding evil as much as I can doesn't make me like God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it does share a quality with God because certainly he doesn't do evil and he does do good. My trying to do those things might be similar to God, but it doesn't make me who I am, my mm. nature, any more like God. Amen. Thanks for that clarification. Uh, you know, we hear um, people people that teach and preach uh, along similar lines uh, as you uh, talk about the exchanged life, sure. uh, the Christ life, right. the vine life, right. and, and I think your theology would embrace 
all of that, sure. would it not? Yeah. Uh, but you have you have a term that you use that is a little different than anything that I, that I've heard before, and that that is a, and maybe it's not a description of your theology, uh-huh. but it but the term is grace economy. Yes. What what do you mean by grace economy? That's a really astute question. You know, in in uh, Romans eight. Uh, it says that we are therefore because the law didn't work and we're now in relationship with God and not the law. That was Romans 7. And because having received Christ, we're now living from this relationship with him. It says in Romans 8.1, you are therefore or there is therefore now no condemnation yeah. for those who are in Christ. And without so much as a comma, it says in uh, continuing that passage, it says, for the law of sin and death, that, that word law there means a system or an economy, a way of operating, the process. The law of sin and death has been overcome by the law of the spirit of life. So Paul is actually elevating into a contrast for the reader in Romans 8 the difference between someone who is under condemnation and someone who isn't. And the difference is there are people that have not received Christ, and so they're operating out of the law of sin and death, the system, the economy of law-based performance. And there's another group of people that are operating out of a different economy that is based on what Christ has done on our behalf. Those who are in Christ have been set free from the law of sin and death because it has been overcome by this other law, this other economy, this other system of of grace, of life. And so it, it then goes on and says we can live by the flesh, our own means, or we can live by the spirit. We can walk according to the flesh and our own resources, trying to be godly, trying to do what he requires, trying to self-justify, trying to do what we think God wants so that we can get from him what we want. Or there's this whole other economy of going, well, Christ has met all of the requirements for me so I can walk and live in relationship with him and what he does with me is up to him and how he meets my needs is up to him and the fruit that he's going to produce through me is going to be for me and other people to enjoy. So there's this abiding relationship by grace in his finished work or there's the striving in the flesh to be good enough and cause life to be what we want to be. So there's those two different performance-based or law-based economy versus the life that is not just from Christ, but Jesus said he is that life. So mm. we're living from him or we're living from the flesh. Amen. Man, that's so powerful, man. Uh, I, I wish you, we could just spend the rest of the day together. <laughs> well, we can't. We just have yeah, to stop we, just have to, yeah. we just have to stop the podcast. <laughs> um, well, uh, Tell tell me what Zoe Code is is up to right now. Sure. What 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 is God telling you to do as far as the ministry is concerned? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, in previous years, I have pastored with a handful of churches, and this season around the holidays is crazy busy. Well, now leading Zoe Code, which is a nonprofit organization, it's me and a handful of other missionary. Uh, sort of funding-based individuals, uh, it kind of frees us up. So we are right now, between Thanksgiving and the first of the year, planning to launch in January a new video and audio channel. And I I can't share a lot of details about that yet, but we really are wanting... Breaking news right here. (laughs) Well, we're really wanting to give away 
discipling resources, both for people's relationship with God and for them to have tools to share and talk through with other people. And the demand for those things has been great as I travel around the world and share this message from pulpits or at conferences or retreats. There's always a, well, we want curriculum. We want uh, you know something that we can plug into in small groups or use in our church or whatever. And uh, I've not had a lot to just hand them and walk away with. So this is really to feed the body of Christ as a whole. And in January, we will be launching, uh, I'll just tell you, it'll be a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. that is once a week discipleship uh, resources, very practical, applied, grace-based, new covenant equipping for uh, both disciples and to equip disciple makers. Man, that's exciting, Mike. Uh, I'm so pleased to hear that. I can't wait to to tune in and see what's up. We'll, we'll see have what's to have up, you come man. over. That'd be uh, great. That'd be great. Hey, tell me, Mike, I think that I think that traditional Christians kind of get the idea of Christ in us. You know that uh, the being born again, the new birth, has to do with Christ coming to dwell in us. Yeah. But what you talk about and what the Exchange Life addresses largely is about our being in Christ. Right. Expand and tell me a little bit more. How do we? How are we? In Christ. Right. I know the exchange life occurs, right? Not only does he come to live in us, but actually we are in him Isn't that interesting? as a part of that exchange. But give me a little clarification on that. The reality is we identify so easily in this flesh, right? In this body. I think I am the person I see in the mirror, but mm-hmm. really the body is going to pass away and I'm going to continue to exist. So who I am is not... The physical body of Mike Daniel, I'm going to get a new body in eternity, but I'm going to still be me. And so who I am is actually a spiritual being. And Scripture says that if we are born of God in Christ, then our spirit has been put in union with Christ's spirit. Now, that's the the who I am within this body. That means that Christ and I are one spirit together in this body. Well, Jesus, when he ascended into heaven, right, he was crucified, he resurrected from the dead, and in his physical body, the disciples gathered around and watched him ascend into heaven from the Mount of Olives. He literally, his feet stopped touching the ground. They watched him go up into the clouds, and the angel showed up and said, what are you doing? He's coming back. Stop watching for him. And so he physically ascended into heaven, and he told his disciples that they should be happy that that would happen because when he physically is gone from them, what's he going to do? He's going to send his spirit. So he's physically in heaven seated at the right hand of the Father. Scripture says that a dozen places. It also says that we, though we are here physically, he is in us, and though he is there physically, we are in him. So there's this spiritual reality that he is spiritually in me because we're in union. But if we're in union and he's physically seated right now at the right hand of the Father in heaven, then where are we also spiritually? We're in him. And if we could learn to live out of the eternal reality of who we are right now in Christ with the Father, then that changes the look of our 
circumstances, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. So it's wonderful to know that in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death right now, he is with me and in me and wants to live through me. That's incredibly comforting. But it's also amazing to realize that who I am is secure in his finished work. Because when he put me in union with him, his death became my death and the old me died. And his resurrection became my resurrection. And I've been brought to a new kind of life. And his ascension is my ascension. And his rest seated next to the Father is my rest. So I can actually learn to live in my circumstances here. But from the life that I have in him and with him and with the Father there. We're kind of, you've heard people bivocational. Well, I'm, we're, we're bilocational, right? Because I'm spiritually <laughs> here in this body and Jesus is here with me. And I'm spiritually there where Jesus is seated with the Father, just like I'm physically seated with you. That's an amazing truth. We can learn to live the eternal reality of who we are in him. Amen. Wow. Well, it's all about identity, isn't it? A lot of it. Uh, First, we got to believe that it's true of us because yes, it's true of him. And yes, it's hard because yes. he deserves it and I don't. <laughs> so, so, so is it a stretch? Uh, God help me. Is it is it blasphemy to to say that positionally we are already perfect? I wouldn't even say positionally. Scripture never says positionally. I think that we identify more with the flesh that is not us. So my behavior isn't perfect, but my behavior isn't me. My thoughts are not right. always perfect, but my thinking is not who I am. Right. How I feel about things and people around me, not always very godly. <laughs> right. But see, Scripture says that the flesh responds to the circumstances, but that we are who we are. We're in union with Christ. And he's perfect. So, And he's perfect. So my life is not my circumstances and my identity is not my behavior. And if I can separate, as Hebrews says, soul from spirit, right? The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword, able to separate bone from marrow and spirit from soul, soul from spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, what he's saying is how I feel is is legitimate. I do have those feelings, but my feelings aren't the purveyor of truth. God is the purveyor of truth. And how I think doesn't define me. It's legitimate. It's real. They are my thoughts. But they don't define me. I am who God thinks I am, not who I think I am. Yes. So the reality is that someone who's listening to this today could reject me. But am I rejected? No, I'm accepted in Christ. That person doesn't define my reality. And so my feelings don't have to define my identity, and my behavior does not define my identity, and uh, my understanding of truth doesn't make it true more or less. Instead, what God says and what he has done and who he has made me is who I am. So I'm not positionally. It's not like God is pretending that I'm righteous. Who I really am in my spirit being is righteous. He hasn't put himself in union with me just because he's covering his eyes pretending I'm someone else. Mm -hmm. Instead, he has made me spiritually without blemish and put himself in union with me. The problem is I keep identifying more with the flesh that isn't me than I am identifying with Christ by grace who is in union with me. You know, as as I listen to you, Mike, I'm thinking this gospel, this Jesus, this Christ is truly irresistible. It is so long as I'm not putting my hope in the flesh. Yeah. See, if I'm hoping that by sharing with you today, it's going to be my means to make myself feel good about myself, to the degree that I think that might be successful, it's that hard to give up. What I mean flesh. by that is this is this is a gospel that I think everyone would want. This is a, a Christ that everyone would want to receive. This yeah. is a Jesus that everyone would want to know. Yeah. 
I, I think that's exactly right. I think we are so busy in our uh, culture in the world today, right? Secular humanism is that I can do what is necessary if I just set my mind to it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a religious humanism that says if I do everything God's way, then I can cause God's behavior yeah, in my life. Yeah, I can merit what I want from him. And right. the real gospel is that if you could do it, then Christ didn't have to. And That's if Christ right. did it, then you don't have to. So our job in him is to rest. And apart nothing from him, we can do nothing, right? That's right. Right. So embrace Absolutely being, nothing. Right. <laughs> right. And so embrace being just the branch, not the vine and not the fruit, not getting the glory for what he produces. But let's just be the twig on the grape so that the grape speaks of the vine and not of us as the branch. Amen. We're just, we're just the the, uh, the purveyor of his life, right? We're demonstrating who he is in and through us. Well, Mike, as always, this has been so exciting. Uh, I just uh, I, I get so pumped up uh, talking with you and sharing with you and, and hearing what God's placed upon your heart. Uh, and, and I hope that uh, others will, will want to hear more as well. If they do, how would they get in touch with you? Thank you. There's two ways. First, sort of my handle on social media is Mike. Q, as in Quest, Mike Q. Daniel, and uh, I think that I'm the only one. I found another one out there. I'm pretty sure. That's why the Q is there. (laughs) People don't need to call me Q. It just makes me the only Mike Q. Daniel on social media. So so come and find me on Facebook or uh, Twitter or Instagram, anything like that, Mike Q. Daniel. That's also going to be the YouTube channel. We have some old videos on there now, but we will be launching the new uh, channel there in January, Uh, youtube.com slash Mike Q. Daniel um, or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. So that's one way. The other way is to come to my website, which is Zoe Code, Z-O-E-C-O-D-E, Zoe Code.org. And uh, people can sign up for weekly devotionals. They can uh, interact with me, send me an email, whatever from there. Would love That's to hear from fantastic, you. Mike. Thanks again for being here. And thank you, listeners, for uh, tuning in and listening to our program today. I know that I know that I know that you've been blessed uh, as a result of uh, listening. I do also want to thank uh, the, our strategic partners uh, who helped make a, this uh, broadcast possible, Joshua Initiative, Jesus Lives in My City, Champions Media, Abba Fathers, Christian Store, and of course, AM 630 the word. I'm Gene Hildebrand. Engage.